0: Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host,
1: John McGee. Hey, Adam. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to my, you. My friend. Um, hey, today's going to be a really fun episode, I think timely, uh, given where we are in the calendar. We have with us Greg Crooks, who is our executive pastor, and we've already introduced him as probably our best golfer, which is yep. true. And then, Adam, you had a good observation. He's probably the only male on our staff that looks good in purple. 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 That's a, that's a <laughs>
0: color of choice. Not
1: lavender or... <laughs> Periwinkle or anything
0: like that—it's just purple. He's got—he's got, he's got a, a nice collection of purple dress shirts. Thank and, you. Uh, guys so ever much.
1: being uh, it's a great I compliment. Imagine in my wildest dreams being introduced uh, as such. So, congratulations. Thank you, uh, brother. So today we're talking about uh, strategic planning, and uh, you—you've got to convince people that are just about to click off right now and say this has no relevance uh, to keep listening, and then those who live in this world, you got to convince them that you're like you're really smart and you have something to add. So, good luck.
0: Good luck, bro. man. What do you—what do you got? What do you got? Wow, for me? my arms are. I'm skeptical. I
2: mean, you know this this is a topic that um, I, I've been super interested in, um, but I've I've really just been underwhelmed by uh, what's been out there. I, I've read a ton. I've looked at stuff you learn in business school, and it just you know I, I've just been really underwhelmed. But I, I believe this has the potential to really, really change churches across the the country. I mean, we talk a ton about visionary leadership, but we're going to talk a lot about just focus and clarity and alignment. And I'm going to argue today that that's going to get us even further in our church. So we'll see.
0: All right. Is this a dirty word? In churches, I mean, we were even just talking about that before we hit record. So, what what are, what are some of your thoughts on that? I feel
2: like some people, you know, might might say that it is. You know, it's if you're just so spiritual, you don't need to do, you know, something like this. <laughs> it sounded like an insult.
0: Yeah, I don't think the you Apostle meant it that Paul way. Did not have a strategic plan. <laughs>
2: right? But I mean, it's just like you know, it it, it takes a lot of hard work uh, to do this, and you want to know where you are on the spectrum, right? To just go, hey, we want to trust the Lord, we want to lay all of this before Him, but hey, let's. Let's plan, you know. I think there's a lot of stewardship responsibility to doing that as well. So there's a tension.
0: Yeah. So one of the proverbs that I think guides this conversation, Proverbs sixteen, nine, in their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. So Greg, why don't you talk about that on on how that informs some of this idea of strategic planning?
2: Yeah. I mean, we want we want prayer and and submission before the lord to be a part of everything that we do and certainly every part of this process and so even as we're starting to you know make our plans you know just asking the lord to to direct us at every step you know one of my very favorite books of the Bible is Nehemiah, and Nehemiah's heart, you know, starts broken, and he has all of this on his mind, but it just even before he gets started, I think days, you know, he just commits every part of it to prayer, and I just think that's a, you know, that's a huge part of, of it.
1: Yeah. It's great. So I think you know. As I've thought about this, it's it is a stewardship uh, issue. So we would never want to waste money in the church, and so we go through a budgeting process. No one likes a budgeting process, but you know you except have me. Except you. Well, sorry, someone likes a budgeting process. I generally do not. Um, Adam is an accountant. You like the budgeting process. Love
2: it. We have okay. numbers on. I there. am.
1: God, I am in the minority here, but uh, the reason we do that is because we want to be good stewards. And a strategic plan is that for other resources like time, yeah, energy. Gifts, and we would never want to waste those. And this is a great way to be a good steward and uh, make sure that we've got a focused use of that. And so, if you think about uh, that as an analogy, I think it's really helpful. And you know that with the budgeting process, you just do better uh, throughout the year, and you make wiser decisions, and you you know you probably will will get a, a better ROI uh, on that. So I think that's a good that's that's the way I think I like about that this and uh,
2: stewardship on one end, and and great faith,
0: you know, planning. All throughout yep that's good so greg as you've been thinking about this you've come up with some benefits so let's just jump right into this what, what are some of the benefits of a strategic plan
2: yeah i think the, the first one we hit on earlier is just focus and yeah. clarity and uh life just gets busy none of us are, are sitting in our office twiddling our thumbs going what should we work on there's there's a great tyranny of the urgent you know going on and it just says hey what should we focus on this year that is going to be truly important and it takes some time and, and some um, just some work to get away from from that and just think and just you know not just to work uh, in the ministry but really work on it building strategy building capabilities that are really going to help you and so that clarity is powerful
0: yeah so focus clarity what else uh, I would say just
2: alignment you know and I think up you know towards the board or the elders or the, the leaders Leaders, and then also down on your teams you know if if everybody in an organization knows and is bought into where you're going that's a huge part you want to talk about potential for wasted effort john i mean if you are spinning your wheels for a whole year for a whole team going a direction that uh, there's not alignment is the right direction oh my gosh that could be a huge waste so a time saver and just getting everybody on the same page that's that is huge and the, and then yeah lastly i would just say you know, increase productivity. I mean, this is going to get you further. You know, when you when you get everybody focused, when you get everybody aligned, I think you're going to go to a greater place and it's going to be better when uh, it's more fun. You know, when you have everybody on the same page, it's going to be better.
0: Yeah, and you and I were talking about the uh, all those studies that come out after- the NCAA basketball tournament, or Cyber Monday, on the yep. loss of productivity to America, and how many trillions of dollars are lost, and how interesting that would be if somebody could come up with a way to study organizations and realize how much time, energy, and money is lost by confusion. Mm-hmm. Everybody running different directions, not everybody on the same page. All the what you know, sideways energy, backward, backwards energy, whatever it is. I bet it's a massive number that Huge. would be shocking, and so. Having a plan helps us with that clarity, that focus, that alignment, that productivity, so that we're moving in the right direction. Yep. So as you've thought through this, you've come up with five principles. Yeah. So why don't we why don't we just go through these? So the first principle you have is to start with prayer, which you've alluded to a little bit more, but why don't you unpack that?
2: Yeah. I mean, we just want to go back to saying, hey, we want to lay every part of this, every part of the process before the Lord. You know, I remember in our young adults ministry where I used to serve every year in January, we'd get together with our leadership team and we would just read Psalm 127. And that just says, hey, unless the Lord builds this ministry, we are building and laboring in vain and just surrendering every part of it uh, before the Lord. We talked about Nehemiah, that was his first move. And uh, there's so much scripture about this. Proverbs 16, nine, we're making our plans, but God is determining our steps. Proverbs 21, five, the plans of the diligent lead to profit. And so this is part of being diligent planning. This is part of being a good steward. It's not a dirty word. This is a biblical principle and it's powerful.
0: And so the pithy way, I think I read this in uh, Good to Great and maybe came from the organization 3M that this was something they used to say is that planning is priceless, but plans are useless. Yep. Which I think is such a great, memorable way to summarize Proverbs 16, yep. Yep. nine, which is something in the church world we need to remember is that when we're planning, uh, we, we're just doing something that is not a waste of time. We're just trying to live in that future reality, just go, if we controlled everything, yep. but we're always open-handed with the plan yep. because the Lord is going to be the one that will direct our steps. We don't know if this planning is in vain yet until we start and we try to walk forwards, but it's always His plan that's going to be executed. So I like what that reminder is just to, to start with with prayer on that. That's a first principle. Second one, I like this, think simple. What do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, there's just so much complexity
2: out there and, um, you know, hey, we're going to have a strategic plan and you have to have, you know, a PhD to be able to do that. And it's going to take us, you know, a month and it's going to be, 35 pages and I'm just not i am not smart enough to do it. And I just think the total opposite. I mean, just finding simplicity amidst all of that complexity is a big deal. Um, I'm, a, I'm all about one page. Put all of this stuff on one stinking page. I'm kind of militant on it. I heard this at a conference recently. Uh, think about this first kind of as a slide deck, then get it to a one pager and then try to get it to like one word. I mean, that is, that is really, really simple. And going back to alignment up or down, I mean, people don't, have, you know, time to to read your 30-page deck. Really, really simple. Everything on one page. It's not that complicated. You can do it, I think, is a big part of this process.
1: And I think as a leader, you know, you can have in, in your mind or maybe – you know, at, at your desk, you could have a 30 page deck if you wanted to, but yeah, those, maybe. those who follow you, um, just can't keep all that stuff straight, yeah. you know, but you should have a pretty detailed understanding of where you're, where you're going and kind of what's in your head. But yes, we've had, uh, you know, our friends who have uh, had, uh, Ivy league undergrads and MBAs just go, my goodness, why is, why are people making this so hard? Mm. It is, where are you, where are you going to go and what are you going to do That's to get it. there? That's it. And you can put that on a page and, uh, you know, I guess that doesn't, sell many books because uh, that's about 10 pages mm-hmm. and uh, and so you got to make it more and more and more complicated and sound smarter and I think you end up you know it works against you and you end up making it so complicated no one will do it yep. and I, I think what you're driving for today is let's just keep it simple yeah. there, anyone can do this mm-hmm. anyone can do this. that's it.
0: and if you have the 35 page deck, slide deck, and you give it to everybody else, what you're effectively doing is say, you do my work for me. Mm-mm. You think about how to get this simple. I'm not going to do that. And so, I think what you're encouraging them to do is, hey, you do the work. Serve your team by doing the hard work yep. of getting it from 30 pages down to one, down yep. to a word. Don't delegate that to people. That's Don't push good. that on others. Yep. You do it. You do that.
2: Finding that clarity takes hard work. Yeah. Again, it's so powerful.
0: Which is why most people won't do it, which is why some people driving around right now are like, this sounds like a good idea, but i I know what my calendar looks like. I'm not going to do it, which is why most churches are, you know, or a lot of churches, I won't say most, are there's all the sideways energy. There's not alignment. There's not focus. There's not productivity yeah. because they just won't do the work to simplify. So what you would
1: never say, my finances are a total mess. I would, I just don't have time to yeah. create a budget
0: you got to figure it out. you got to make the time. And so that little bit of investment now, which doesn't yield a lot of fruit, it's hard. It's really hard work to get it down to one word or down to a page, and it doesn't feel productive. But, man, what that does and the energy that that provides once you can do that is amazing. So I like that. All right, so start with prayer. Think simple. Number three, think short term. Yeah, I mean, I think the other kind of misnomer is this. In this, is
2: it's going to be the the plan for the next ten years or five years? And just going back to the beginning, I mean, I don't know how you can really get there. You know, maybe I'm just not smart enough. But it's just like, man, I don't know where we're going to be. You know, in in three years, five years, ten years as a church. But I can do the best I can for maybe the next hundred days, which is typically where we would start. So this isn't a lifetime strategic plan. This isn't a decade one. But hey, let's just talk about the. First hundred days of this new year, yeah. where are we going? And then, um, you know, then you could do it again. You can revisit a lot of times. The first time you do this, it's the hardest. But then, you know, a hundred days later, you're just kind of tweaking stuff. You might be crossing off major stuff, or you might just be kind of tweaking and editing. But let's just take this a couple times a year type approach, a hundred days at a time. I think that's powerful.
0: That's awesome, and, and can relieve some pressure. So we're not asking you to create a plan forever. Yeah. It's just for now. It's like not what is going to be a to,
1: crystal
2: ball? Yeah. You know, which is hey, where are we going to be in in five? Years? from now. I just don't know how you could, could get there.
1: Yeah. And I think, I, I still think there's a place for BHAGs, these big, hairy, audacious goals or five-year goals, dreams, 10-year, you know, what-ifs kind yep. of thing. Uh, but but then you've got to break that down into bite-sized pieces. And so, you know, for example, on the the marriage team, I think we've talked about this before, we wanted, um, I just you know, had this crazy idea. What if we tried to uh, reach 10% of Dallas County? So if anybody was getting married in Dallas County, 10% of them would come through our pre-married program. Well, you don't do that in in 90 to 100 days, but you can take steps every quarter yep. uh, towards that. And yep. So you have some some big, uh, you know, big audacious Goals and uh, if you break them down, they become kind of manageable and, and maybe even believable. Yeah. Um, because you know to get from zero to that is pretty overwhelming. That's all. And uh, and quarterly, I think you can you can kind of get there.
0: Which we've talked about finances a lot, and so in personal finance, if you have a lot of debt that you're trying to pay off, that's that principle. You just got to set small goals, yep. small celebrations. It's yep. it's emotional more than it is even strategic. You yep. just got to keep people engaged. That's it. So small little hundred day goals. Just helps people go, all right, we get a win. We got to put something up up there on the wall. We got to celebrate. We got to go get ice cream or whatever. All right, so start with prayer. Think simple. Think short term. Number four is invite Others with you, yeah. You
2: know and then, Adam, this is something that I've learned a lot from from you on. But um, hey, the the process here is just as important as the plan, yeah. right? Or the the fancy template that you're going to come up with. It's really not about that. It's about the process. It's about taking your team, you know, with you on the journey, getting their ideas, getting their buy in, and uh, again, it's it's going to be better if, if you do that. But this is something, Adam, that you said to a long time ago to us. People are going to support what they help. To create. And so it is a huge part of this to just take your team with you. People are going to come with different perspectives. People are going to answer these questions that we're going to get to in a little bit very differently. But I believe that it's more fun, it's more strategic. It's just going to be better if you invite you know, others with you on this journey.
1: Yeah. We talk a lot about an ownership mentality and, uh, you to demand an ownership mentality, you've got to give them opportunities to think like an owner. And this is one of the, one of the times uh, that is really, really crucial. People want to put together, they want to be there at the table, uh, when the plan's put together, not just have it, you know, sent by email and saying, this is your next uh, 190 days. Uh, we just went through a process like this with our team and, you know, there's a couple, it was interesting. One of the, the team members that was new, was a little bit standoffish and silent and afterwards i just said hey tell me tell me about that and she goes i've never been invited in and i didn't know Mm -hmm. is it am i okay oh wow it is an expectation Mm brand like this is this is non-negotiable and uh, next time we do this you will come with uh, ideas and you know we just need we need you leaning in on the balls of your feet on this and not just waiting to see what we come up with you're part of the team i would be would be one and you know, there's, we will get way more out of that person. Uh, so let's, next let's take so,
0: the flip side of that. Cause yeah. I bet there's somebody listening that's thinking of this. They're going, oh, if I invite that person in, they're going to just bulldog the entire meeting and just talk nonstop. So what would you say to somebody that wants to invite others in, but they're afraid of him or her that's going to just Go, all right. We're not going to make anything because it's
1: just going to be their way, right? Well, there, there's a reality to that, but I think that means you've got a cultural issue. You've got to address your issue is not a strategic planning. There you go. issue. You've got a cultural issue that you need to have uh, sit down conversation about. And um, so I'd say, hey, you know, if it was you, Adam, we're you know, we're, it's interesting. We're moving into the strategic planning uh, process. And I was thinking about how that will go. Can I tell you one of my, my biggest concerns is you, and uh, specifically that when we're in it, when we're in a meeting, a lot of times you do most of the talking and you put people down, and uh, and I don't want to um, I don't want to risk that. And so I will ask you, does that make sense? Do you have any feedback? You know, do you have, do you have any thoughts? Okay. And I'd look you in the eye and say, hey, I, I need you when we go in there to play team ball. It's good. And if you can't, then we're going to have another conversation. But I would have hit that off of the past, but I, and I would say, Adam, this is something we need to watch. Now that I think about it, um, this is something that's probably hurting your leadership and hurting our team. Um, and so this is, this will be something we continue to talk about. I love you. I'm for you. Um, but I think this is what it would be uh, to grow as a leader for you.
0: Okay. That came really too easy for you. <laughs> that it felt pretty uh, natural. feel like you had that ready and loaded for me. Was that absolutely was that real? not? Absolutely not even remotely <laughs> awesome. close. You're I bet that's one the of the most helpful pieces of this podcast. Honestly, it's <laughs> yeah, just that, that dialogue right there. That that's was fantastic, awesome. John. You're so but good at that.
2: Just yeah, just going back. I mean, inviting others with you. Um, I mean, do you ever feel like you know you're you're your friends or your family or your boss, You're like, I don't know if they really even know what I'm doing, you know, what I'm after. This is a way, just like you said, John, to create ownership amongst other people beside you and say, Hey, this is, this is where we're going. Let's go there together. I believe that there's wisdom in the council of many. You can sharpen us. You can pray for me. You can help. You can encourage me. And so this just helps to transfer
1: that ownership. It's good. One last thing before we transition out, um, um, this last round that we went through, I went back and did a timeline of how we got to where we were. And so I had a lot of new people on the team. I wouldn't do this every time, but I felt like it was really important. And uh, this was on the resources team uh, that I'm talking about here. And I walked back to the start of the church. And even before that, churches that had been influential to us before we started, Watermark and told them the impact that they had had on us and how that was a really good uh, example of what we were trying to do. And then I just kind of walked them through systematically how we got to where we were, some of the wins, some of the uh, you know just kind of the curveballs we were thrown, the mistakes that we made, the wins, um, where we found kind of our footing and all those kind of things. And said, "Here, here we are now. And while we're here, uh, let me tell you what I think is next." And you could see like. Oh, like so that, that is why we're doing this, yep. and uh, and it was really clear to every you know two thirds of the team that had been there forever, but that last third, you could just see eyes got wide open, and I said, okay, now we're going to plan on how to get there, that's and good. they were they were they were, dying. and
2: that's going to pay dividends all throughout this next new year. I mean, that was one of the most strategic half half days I think of of your whole year last year. That's awesome.
0: All right. Start with prayer. Think simple. Think short term. Invite others with you. And the last principle before we move on to just a really practical framework is to display publicly. Yeah. Uh, you know, peer accountability is really, really powerful. And this
2: just means, hey, hey, put yourself out there. You know, if if you're writing a book, you know, hey, hey, tell the world, hey, I'm, I'm writing a book. You know, cheer, cheer for me. Encourage me. Pray for me. Hold me accountable. You know, sometimes when you're running a marathon, you know, you'll, you'll do that kind of thing, which is to say, hey, I want to go out there and say, I, I really want to do this.
0: It's going to be hard. I might not do it. So I. I need your help to to cheer for me wasn't that a Babylon Bee recently that like one person actually ran a marathon and didn't tell anyone nice it, everybody <laughs> else everybody else has everybody else so is, they are the, marathoners funny. are the biggest evangelists out there that's so anyway good. we digress going back it's so, but
2: you know I think one of the one of the pitfalls to avoid and one of the reasons frankly that people don't do this is going kind of like okay that's going to be a great kind of one day planning retreat and then we're not this isn't going to matter to anybody for the whole rest of the year and you just want to avoid that and so uh, my my dream my vision is that every Every ministry at Watermark, you'd walk around and they would have this one page plan framework above their computer, you know, admin to, you know, senior director where this is visible. People can see it, know where you're going, help you, pray for you, encourage you. And uh, and so just hang that thing everywhere that people can see it.
0: And this is a great, so you know, leaders driving around right now, this would be a fun exercise as you walk around the office, just start to ask people, do a little quiz right yeah. now. What do you think are strategic objectives for this next year? Yeah. What what is already out there publicly in everybody's mind, and it'll just give you a gauge to go: Are we aligned, or are we not? And I bet you're going to hear some different answers, or see some wide eyes of just going: I don't, I don't know. I I just know Sunday's coming back, and yep. I got to get ready for that. That's right. You know, and that's that, right. And, Tyranny of the urgent. Yeah. Like, again, just going back. I mean that that cl- that clarity
2: that that could result it could be so powerful because I think people are not aligned. I think they're they're confused, and there's a lot of sideways energy. So this yeah. again, this matters.
0: Okay. So those are our five principles. Start with prayer, think simple, think short-term, invite others in, display publicly. Really helpful. So now let's get into this framework. Yeah. And we're going to make this available in our show notes if you click the link. Yeah. Here's here's our way, but you can make it better. But
2: again, there's no perfect process. There's no perfect you know, framework. Just going through this, starting this conversation as a leader, I think is a win. So, um, start to say, "Hey, hey, guys, it's a new year. Let's start thinking this way." And like you said, John, you, you blocked you know half of a day with your team, and and you could send out some of these questions that we're gonna getting ready to go to uh, in advance, uh, or you could just create some time and space while you're there. Okay, number one, hey, this question. Let's take five or ten minutes to kind of journal, kind of write that out, and then you can share those answers either way. But just start this process.
1: That's great. great you know, and actually that this last cycle, we actually did a entire day. And so I felt like we were a little bit thin relationally with each other. And so uh, we blocked a day. I remember blocking it w- well in advance when I got there. I was like, oh, shoot, I would love, I'd love this to be a half day. And, um, and now that on the other side of that, just watching the way the team interacts, I'm, I'm really, really glad that we did a uh, full day, but um, let's talk through this process Um you know, before uh, you don't just start putting objectives on, um, you know, on a piece of paper. You kind of you want to walk walk everyone through this process. Yep. Uh, first step is where are we today? What do you mean by that?
2: Yeah, this, this is the first question, which is to say, hey, let's set a baseline. You know, let's let's kind of define reality. What's the lay of the land? These are some of the questions that I would ask or or maybe send out in advance. Hey, wh- what do you think some of the most recent big updates on our team were this year? Like what happened? Again, with a team, everyone's going to answer that differently, which is so cool. But what's what's kind of the lay of the land? Hey, wh- what would you say is going really well on our team? Um, what what are, what are some of the the challenges that we're experiencing? What do you have a sense is just kind of off and, and we need to tweak? So you're just setting setting that baseline. Where are we today? Good. Uh, in, uh, when you were uh, with young
1: adults, didn't you guys use red, green, yellow yeah. lights? Yeah, Yeah.
2: yeah. We, we, it, we would pick the top kind of 20 things about our gathering, the porch, or our ministry, which is to say, okay, hey, how do we feel like the Tuesday night gathering is? How, how's getting people into small groups going, you know, all of that kind of stuff, red light, yellow light, green light. And that's a big deal. And if something's really important and it's a red light, oh man, that becomes a really strategic priority for them. Right. Year
0: so year. the conversation just starts with setting the baseline, setting what is, let's 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 describe what is. So now yeah. now you move on and you start to think about uh, what could be, right? So yep. where, where do we need to go? Yeah,
2: that's right. Number two, where do we need to go? So this is just, hey, let's set, again, you can't do a hundred of these priorities. You can't do 20. Three to five is probably the number that, that comes to mind. So, where do we need to go? The three to five key priorities uh, that we need to take on as a team this year. Again, everyone's going to have different thoughts. It's going to be a great conversation to kind of wrestle through those. And then, uh, John, as you recommended recently, um, hey, well, let's set an owner of each one of those. Every one of these four, these five, is crucial. Who's going to own that priority? And uh, that's that's a huge step in this.
0: All right. So now we set those, and now we want to determine how do, how are we going to know when we reach that goal? Yep. Get to that. That finish line. So you have the third question is what's the win?
2: Yeah, that's right. So what's the if if we have one priority, let's set one at a time, uh, what's what's the metric for success specifically? You know, how are we gonna know so that we can cheer in a hundred days and go, hey, we, we obtained it? You know, that's that's powerful. To know the priority is great, but to know what is the specific win is,
0: is another Which part is so play. difficult in the in the church world because of the we joked about it a little bit, the relentless return of Sunday and the weekend. Uh, spiritual growth, how do you measure that? How do you know? I mean, is, is one conversation a win? Is it 50 conversations? Is that a win? Is it getting somebody to break a habit or something? And so it, I think a lot of times in the church world, we can just throw up our hands and go, I don't know what the win is. We'll, we'll figure out the win when we get to heaven. Yep. And I think what you're saying is I bet – I. I bet if you stay at it, you can yep. come up with yep. something. Again, just that next, it's hard work. Yeah. But that next step is is huge
2: part of this. And this, I mean, this is just basic goal setting, right? This is smart goals, specific and measurable. Um, but it, it takes some time.
0: Yep. And uh, it was in good to great, the social sector. Right. Yeah, where he, he really pushed nonprofits on this yeah. and those in the. And I remember one that sticks in my mind for a church that really wanted to reach outsiders or people who were not going to church, they counted success by how many cigarette butts they found in the parking lot that's awesome. on Monday. And I was like, that's amazing. What, it's so you, You'd sit there and go, oh, there's no way to, to measure that. They just found something that mm-hmm. they could measure.
1: Okay. Is it perfect? No, no. Yeah, yeah. but it's something.
2: Yeah. Picks yeah. up. I mean, in, in the corporate world, this is so much easier, right? Yeah. I mean, there's so many metrics that you can point to and you know, revenue and bottom line and, and that kind of stuff. This is different. This is squishy, but you can do it. It just takes some time.
0: That's great. All right. So where are we today? Where do we want to go? What's the win? Yep. Now the really practical, how are we going to get yeah, there? Yeah,
2: and, and this really is, hey, what's what's a strategy? That's this question. Hey, yep. how are we going to get there? We set we set these priorities. We kind of know what a win's going to be, but what's our strategy to get there? Maybe we could take a, a case study here and just go through a couple that you guys have seen, but how are we going to get there?
0: Yeah, and so one case study we talked about, I think is our external focus team. Watermark, yep. last year in 2018, we had set a goal to uh, start a partnership with Compassion International down in El Salvador, Mm -hmm. we told Compassion, we want to sponsor 2,500 kids. We go into, and we wanted to try to do it by the end of the year. So we got into November-ish timeframe, and our external focus team was looking at those and said, we have 1,100 kids that are, excuse me, 1,400 kids that are sponsored already, but 1,100 that have yet to be sponsored. Let's set this goal during the Christmas season to sponsor all of them. And uh, so that was their goal. They said, what is? 1,400. What do we want? 1,100. More to be sponsored, how are we going to get there? Yeah, and we and we watch them uh go through and think about everything from announcements to the emails that we send out every week to are there some films that we can make to yep. promo it? Are there things we can put in our lobby, yeah, uh, in our town center, our yeah. lobby of our church? Built just, a big old you know piece of art almost, yeah, yeah. Uh, Christmas concerts that we have, just yep. other all yep. the natural rhythms that are going on. They just said, we want to get this out in front of everybody as often as we possibly can. Yep. And there were a lot of individual emails, individual conversations, but they they really, I think, did an amazing yeah. job of trying yep. to get out there and go, here's practically how so we're going to So that's
2: a it. perfect example because it's, okay, this is, we're praying, we're seeking the Lord for what to do. This feels like something that he would have us do. It's a great vision. It's going to change lives. It's awesome. And, okay, let's have a plan to get there. You know, all of those things that they did was really strategic. I think really diligent, really wise. And we're, we got there. I mean, it's a really fun story.
1: Yeah. They had this big, you know, they, you think about five-year plans, they've got big plans, big dreams for uh, our partnership there in El Salvador. But that was the, you know, your 90, hundred day sprint that we're talking about there and their, their team, uh, Rallied around it and did a beautiful job. Um, and I think I think they had a lot of fun yep. um, doing that. It's
2: it's measurable, right? And so that they've done this really well. So hey, yeah. twenty five hundred, you can cross that off, you can celebrate. That's a lot of momentum. That's a big win for your team. Okay, great. Hey, what that was awesome. Hey, what's the next thing? That's fun.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you would think that all right, now we're done. We've got the strategy. Yeah. We're done with the conversation. We can all go home. The half day's over, the full day of planning's over, but But you're not done. You still got some more questions. So the next one, I love this. It comes right after how we're going to get there is you ask yourself, what are the barriers to success? What's going to get in the way?
2: Yeah. You know, this is kind of like, hey, what, what, would prevent us from getting there. You know, what are some of the specific challenges that we need to be uh, making a plan to to overcome? You know, what what are going to be the roadblocks if we in 100 days "Ah, we didn't get there." Why do you think that's going to be? You know, that that's really a good um, thoughtful thing to
0: to yeah. work through. It's just reality. N- nothing uh, or very few things ever go according to a plan. There's always a curveball yep. that life is throwing yep. at you, that ministry's throwing at you. Right. There's always a new fire that's going to pop up that you're going to have to put out. But,
2: but maybe you could anticipate it. That's you know, right. maybe a lot of people have gone before you and just say, Hey, we tried this three years ago. Hey, this was the the hard thing that we were net. We weren't successful. And here's why. Oh man, you could learn from that. And, and maybe you could have a strategy to overcome that. Yeah,
1: It, it is a game uh, I've played before or exercise better said, where you, you think about uh, the future and you say, we, we didn't succeed if we failed or this was a you know unmitigated disaster why was that like yep. how did it get to that yep. which is a way to end where where you are it's like yeah if i'm i'm betting if this was a, a big giant mess it would have been because of this thing great now let's let's circle that one to make sure that doesn't doesn't happen in our plan it's
0: good it's good and the sixth question is very similar uh definitely dovetails right off that barrier Barriers to success. Yep. What do we need to be successful? Yep. So, what do you mean? Yeah, by that? I mean this is one
2: of my favorite questions to to go around and ask teams. I know that I know that you're excited. I know you you probably know where you're going. What What do you need to be successful? Like, what's keeping you back right now? Like, man, that those are some amazing yeah. ideas. What, what would pour gasoline on that? You know what What do you need to go? Oh, if I had that oh man, a hundred X what I said earlier. So, you know, sometimes that's higher, sometimes that's resources, but, um, you know, what would increase your chances, you know, of getting there type of thing.
1: Craig Crooks, may your tribe increase, brother. (laughs) If you are listening and you are an executive pastor, for example, or anyone who has anything, any, any ability to make stuff happen, uh, Greg, that is the biggest gift you give our staff is you you engage with us and say, hey, where are you stuck? What can yeah. I do? How can yep. I help? And you just unstuck things. You resource things. You you prioritize things. And, and rather than people being frustrated with all their pent-up dreams and um, hopes, you help them like, execute that. Thank yeah. you. And that.
0: what a leadership, discipleship opportunity as well. Because what's really interesting, you could ask people on your team, what do you think you need? And they may say, I need these three or four things. And you're just going, oh, no, 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 no. That's not what you need. You need this. And you help them realize, oh, I I don't need twice the budget. I don't need 15 new volunteers.
1: Right, And that can be- Greg is not Santa Claus on our staff. He walks around and hands out- But I
2: tell you what, if I could see a plan like this and the thoughtfulness and the diligence and the alignment and, oh man, that would be awesome- you know, everybody's going to be so much more inclined to say, oh, absolutely. How we can't afford not to to do this? That's so, that's, so that's awesome.
1: Yeah. If you're listening, so you just heard from the senior leader, kind of how he thinks about this stuff. Um, if you pitch Greg, you know, I'd love to have a little bit more pizza at our junior high uh, gatherings. You know, he just, I don't, <laughs> I've never seen you have time for that, but you have somebody that's going to move the kingdom needle. Then you're going, hey, we should probably you're think leaning about that. In. Yeah.
2: yeah. And if you're showing this kind of thoughtfulness again, I mean, you are, you're leaning in. Yeah. So.
0: All right. Last one then, and this this is uh, so helpful. Is this what's the rallying cry? Yeah. So Again, this that? kind of goes back to earlier where we just talked
2: about start with a slide deck. You know, go to one page, and then what if you were just going to boil it down to just one phrase or even one word? What's the rallying cry? And so, if you went to a team, hopefully you could land on something that everybody you know was thinking about every day, every week, every month, next year. What is the single most important thing? If we look at this sheet and we just go, okay, that's that's all important, but it's, I think our success is going to boil down to this. One
0: So what are some examples of rallying cries
1: that we we use around here? Uh, Well, you just had the um, uh, external external focus. focus. Passion kids. So one on my team, I I don't know how germane this will be to other people, but... um, you know, we felt like we're serving all these churches, we need to understand who they are. And so this is a, a bit technical, but uh, we wanted to build almost like uh, church profiles and lead, really leader profiles. Like, um, you know, these are names on a distribution list, but like, who are they? And so our team felt that everything we could do, um, you know, kind of this this year, this really um, until April, uh, it would be to understand um, both the the frustrations, um, you know, the the wins, the, what, what are these leaders thinking? about when they uh, wake up in the morning and all those kind of things and really get into their head. And there, there's probably different kind of uh, buckets. And they said, you know, John, before we do uh, create stuff, we probably should understand them. And so that's the thing that we're all going to pull around, which, you know, we've got a little plan to that and to interact with leaders and things like that. So that would be, uh, that would be one. Understand.
0: Uh, so that the rallying cry is, let's understand. Which, yeah. We which need is a little bit understand.
1: weird, but for us, they would say that, that, that moves a needle. And the other thing is, I think on these, Greg, you know, any, any kind of rallying cry that can um, get everybody in the team or everybody on the entire staff working together, that's, the real, real win there. So, uh, Patrick Lencioni has a book, yeah. um, it's called, uh, silos, politics and turf wars. And he says, what, one of the best ways to kind of, um, you know, work against this silo mentality is to give everybody a goal to pull, uh, towards. And, um, and I've seen that happen. And so I, at some level, I don't even care what the thing is. You know, what's the 90-day rallying yep. cry? I kind of don't care. I mean, yep. I do, but uh, I just know the benefit will be that everybody will pull together on that so that it's not just a pragmatic, this is what I'm going to yeah. get in terms of the, uh, the mission or the vision or the strategy. It is, there's a cultural thing that happens. Yep. It's really, really
2: Yeah, that, that really is the textbook definition of a rallying cry is it should be above departments or teams It should be shared across the whole thing. So let's just keep going back to that compassion kids. You know, I, I believe we had two kind of Christmas concerts one of them was put on by the Young Adults Ministry. The next night was kind of put on by our, our our family ministry. And so that that first Tuesday night is like, okay, hey, how many did you get that night? I think it was hundreds. Awesome. Way to go. Okay. Now you're kind of passing the baton. And now it's, you know, the family ministry. Okay, here we go. How many did we get that night? It's it's fun. Yeah. Again, and it breaks down those silos and it gives you something to move towards together, which is which is really powerful.
0: All right, Greg. So let's wrap this up. You've got these five principles. You've got these seven questions. So just just talk to the leader now that's Driving around, doing yeah. all right. Here, here's how you take this stuff, and here's how you use it. Uh,
2: yeah, I think I would just say, um, hey, this is worth it. I would say you can do this. It's, it's not, uh, it's not overcomplicated. We did our best to lay out a process and a framework that that works in our context. We're gonna make that available in the show notes. We're gonna try to get that to you guys. If you can improve that, awesome. But uh, you can do it, and um, it's worth it. This is powerful. You know, we talk so much in churches about huge visions that that get people going. I'm in. That's awesome but but equally so or maybe more so, this kind of focus and clarity, this kind of alignment, is going to get you far into the new year, and uh, you can do it.
0: Yeah, the controversial statement. You and I were talking about is that some people think that they want to follow bold leadership, visionary yeah. leadership, and really what people want is to follow clear leadership. That's all. Awesome. And so if you could prefer be clear, both, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. both they is give better. them both. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but sometimes I think in in church we can just focus a little too much on the vision and and forget about the clarity, and uh, and so
1: that's is that's what people. That's what it's really inspiring. Clarity can be inspiring. So true. Love it. Well, last thing I would just say, walking into that last planning meeting it was interesting Um, I felt a lot of pressure uh, to come up with something that would be amazing and uh, and I think that's not the right mentality. You just want to take a, take a step and you're not going to send this to the president of Harvard and ask him to give you a grade. You know, you are as a team going to sit down and talk about uh, what you think is next. And if you, if you have a, a format that looks different than Greg's or, you know, just something that works for you, even if it's not perfect, it's okay. But I think if you begin to build the discipline, as Greg said, these tweaks become a whole lot easier. So just just relax. You don't have to, you know, blow anybody's mind uh, with your strategic plan. But if you get this right, uh, I do think the mission in your place will be more effective and, uh, and God will be uh, glorified in that.
0: That's awesome. Greg, thank you so much for being here Bye. today. I hope this is really helpful for everybody listening. If you're listening to us on iTunes right now, we'd really appreciate it if you take a few moments and give us a review. And if you have any questions or comments on today's episode or other topics you'd like for us to consider for future episodes, please feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp@watermark.org. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again next time.